It's Thursday night. You know what that means. The gang's all here for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, so what? what's that, Tyler? I, I will say we're not an actual gang. I don't want to get caught up on racketeering charges. Um, so <laughs> just we're just a group of four pals. They might use uh, the transcripts of this very podcast <laughs> to uh, keep us from bail. Free, free gunna. Free okay, I was thug. referencing something, wasn't I? I thought I, 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 yeah. I meant to reference something that I know nothing about. But yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to Pals Pulls. What's up, Trap Zord? Say hello as you uh, as you join in here live. Uh, let's introduce the pals. Uh, Traveling Tyler. Uh, yeah, I'll be back in the New York City metropolitan area permanently starting Saturday. So I'm I'm leaving I'm leaving the Great White Tundra. So the, I'll get to deal with some New York City heat. Which, as I say those words, uh, Ooh, not exciting. Like, <laughs> it's just like a smelly like, heat. You know what I mean? Like it's like a two showers that. a day sort of thing. Stay away from the region around Yankee Stadium. That's all I'll say. Ooh. Okay. I was there the other night. Uh, it gets uh, it gets weird over there. You go to a game or um, you were just over there? I was at a game, yeah. Okay. Kale's here. Yo, let's go. Oh, look at that enthusiasm. Wow. And uh, Marco's here, but he has no intro now. That's it. It's been stolen. My Got robbed. Down. Can you steal yeah. Kale's? Can I what? Steal Kale's intro. Mm, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, well, you stole his energy. That's, that's for sure. I'm gonna say mine's a fucking Squidward ass. Oh. <laughs> it's more of a groan. Oh. Unreal. Uh, we've got four pals uh, and uh, four books to review this week. Uh, Swamp Thing, number thirteen. Throwing up the 16. DDP diamond cutter on that one. Yup. Self high five. Let's throw it up right now. One time for the one time. You think he does uh, yoga? You think Levi does uh, DDP yoga? Yes. He's got it. Of course. He's got it. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number two. Oh, Ooh, nice cover. Not that the movie. Nice yes. Thank you. Thank you. I thought this was a nice cover. That was a better I like the eyes of Spider-Man on that one. Yeah, Sorry, right. Podcast nice listeners. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's a Spider-Man versus Tombstone cover uh, drawn by. Uh, let's let's see who it was drawn by. Is it not, uh, it's not Nakayama, is it? Uh. There were three variant cover artists, so I'm not sure which one did this particular one. Nicoletta Lee. Baldari, Derek Chu, and Hyuk Lee. So I'm not uh, sure which. Oh no, this was this was Lee. This oh, was yeah, Lee. Screams yep. Hyuk Lee to me. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, we've got Devil's Reign Omega. Omega. And Legion of X number one. Legion of Ten. Legion of whatever. Of course, you picked the Destiny cover. Of course, I picked the Destiny. Cover. If a woman's wearing gloves, you're you're buying it. <laughs> you're right. That's my gimmick. Damn right. Um, if you guys want to support the gimmick, there are plenty of ways that you can do that. Patreon.com/slash The Comics Pals. For as little as three dollars a month, you can support the show. Um, we've got a lot of cool stuff up there. Marco's Muck Hole. Issue episode number two dropped this past Wednesday. We'll talk more about that on Saturday. Part one. So stay stay tuned. Ooh. Part one of of issue two. Yes, part one of issue two. It's it's it the, was you know, that you was know, issue get, zero. Yeah, you gotta get the introductory, you know, like reset and then the you start in the small arc introduction, you know? Fucking j- taking cues from the big two. He's two issues in, he's already reset himself. <laughs> 
Unreal. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out at patreon.com slash comics pals. Thank you so much to everybody who has subscribed. Uh, YouTube.com slash the comics pals. Subscribe for free. Like the video. Share it with your friends. All that stuff's free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you indeed, indeed. Uh, we do have an announcement to make about the book clubs. Uh, so over on Patreon, we actually had a vote going on. Um, and it was to see what the next book club would be. We talked to you guys about the fact that going forward, we'd be doing that. We'd be giving the patrons, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of options and they would choose between them. Uh, this time it was the boys for the alignment with the show uh, that's coming back in June. It was Kaiju Max season one Swamp Thing uh, books three and four. Yep. Um, Uncanny Avengers and the Flintstones. Uh, and the majority rules is what, of course, that's how votes go. Uh, Uncanny eh. Avengers is the winner. That's not how Electoral College works, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, what did they say? Uh, I feel like they said Swamp Thing won. So. Uh, well, no. Sean is the Electoral College. I don't know if you... <laughs> <laughs> and his book won. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Maybe, maybe some work? collusion. If you guys want to uh, instigate uh, an investigation, I'll I submit unplugged. to that. But... <laughs> I but my soundboard. Uh, it would be great here. Damn you me. don't have enough time. We're recording. We're recording next week. If you can get an investigation done between then and now, feel free. But uh, otherwise, we're reading Uncanny Avengers. I can't um, change my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be putting a few more votes up there uh, here really soon. So stay tuned for that. But uh, let's jump into the uh, let's jump into the books. We've got Swamp Thing up first. Um. Saving the best for first. I feel like you could have worded that better, but okay. Um, Jay-Z so, thing he's doing. Sorry, sorry I'm, I'm really, I'm really invested in Swamp Thing's hands here. Uh, they just look so human <laughs> that it's really like it's really drawing me into this cover. I really like this cover. It's a good cover. I was tempted not to get it, but uh, I went with it. Oh, I went with this one. What um, cover was there? Ah, uh, there was one with him like smashing up some gears. It looked kind of cool to me. Out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so let's talk about the book. Of course, this is by Mike and Mike on the art front. Uh, Mike Perkins and Mike Spicer. Rom V, of course, writer. Uh, Aditya Bidikar did the letters. So you know we're 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 neck deep in the season two storyline which is really about, so far, this new parliament, the parliament of gears that is rising up and really establishing the threat that this represents um, to the green and to the world and all that good stuff. Um, with only only a couple of ep- uh, ish- only three issues to go, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really uh, fully invested. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I felt that exactly. I was seeing where we're at and realizing sort of what happens here, where Levi loses, I guess, the avatar, and now we have to figure out this war situation. And there's a lot here that all of a sudden feels really cramped. Yeah. And um, because of that. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm feeling this now. This is this is kind of getting a little farther away from where this series had been. 
the introduction of uh, Tefe feels empty now. Like, I felt like there'd be more with her, but she just kind of came in, cameoed, and, and left. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how... I'm, I don't know that I'm feeling as hot as I was on this series as when we first started the season two. I feel like a lot went into rescuing him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe it it was more than it should have been. You know, like, if we're going into this big war or whatever, is he really going to resolve this in three issues? I mean, did he even really resolve stuff at the end of season one? Like, we got right into season two. I felt like there was a there was a pacing thing with season one, too, towards the tail end of it. Yeah, um, especially post the, what is it, the Suicide Squad stuff? Yeah, like, the whole stuff with his brother towards the end, I felt like it was just like, oh, it's bam, 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 here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think the pacing here is, it was my issue as well. Like, I thought the... I thought we were going to get really into that whole Detroit thing. Like the whole previous issue set it up as like, oh, this is our next, this is the arc. And then yeah. it's like, uh, no, there's a monster. And then uh, Jack Hawksmore gives the old foot fetish kick to it, you know, or it's, uh, then we're well, done. Mike's into some stuff. I'll say that. <laughs> it's like the, the anti-Lake Liefeld or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was like, it built up this whole new world and then it just becomes more of a appetizer for the story down the line. And you still have this Trinity thing going on in the background where that mm-hmm. took up a couple pages here. And then like hell, Jordan so- shows up. Um, and now we have space plants coming too. It was like the first half of this <laughs> issue felt like decompr- uh, decompressed storyline where it's like, it's slowed down. It's him, you know, um, dealing with like the parliament and stuff. And then it just goes straight into compressed. Like it was, this book was all over the place. Not to say I didn't like it. I like everything that's right. in here. But the pacing was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was kind of all over the place. Um, was this a longer issue too? It felt extra long for me. I don't think it was extra long, but it felt extra long. Yes. Well, heard that before. <laughs> you have? Don't make shit up on this podcast. Tyler. <laughs> That's um, all I got now, Sean. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, for me, I complained about the pacing at the end of season one. And season two, I really have never even, like, jumped on board, I don't feel. Um, hmm. It's still good, for sure. But I just don't know if I really care about this Parliament of Gears thing. Um, yeah. It's not, like, I get it. For sure. But it's just until something happens, it's all conceptual. It's all like, yeah, guys, this is really bad. Like, don't forget, it's bad. You know, like gears, machines, ideas, bad. All of that's bad. And I even that premise, I'm like, is it really bad? Like, let's let's take a step back. okay, and let's understand something, you know, human invention industry machines it's led to a lot of advancement right it's not objectively bad i think there are ways in which it's certainly bad but that is due to the failure of human beings to properly employ the things that we have technology is not inherently bad 
And I'm not so sure that it's that far away from what we have seen the green responsible for in certain comics. So I was a little bit lost as to why I'm supposed to believe that this is all the way bad, but the green is good. I was viewing it as a new parliament just existing and forming is just breaks the balance of the world. And that's why it was bad. You know, Marco, there, there is like a, a set balance to all this, right? Technically. Not no? really. No. Uh, I'm, go- they, I'm going off of what I remember from like the soul run. The, the soul um, stuff, uh, like that's a sort of a, a way to do it, but it, it, there's always an introduction because that ultimately culminates in, into um, them replacing the, the rot with the machines because they could pr- essentially do the same thing. But other True. than that, there's no real necessity either way. It um, for me it was um, I I want them to do something with this parliament more mm-hmm. so than to your point mm-hmm. Sean just treat it as the bad guy and destroy it because it feels like that that's what they did it was in the it was two issues of setup of it being the big bad and then nothing came out of it 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 just seems like they squashed this one monster that came up and uh, now. It potentially looks like this is going to be put on the back burner or it's already been dealt with. And that's kind of disappointing because I would have liked to have seen what I would have liked to have seen more what Rom had in store for this new idea, this parliament of gears to be able to just give us something a bit more interesting than alien invasion. Honestly, though, in terms of Swamp Thing, an alien invasion does sound interesting to me because it's like not what I expect from Swamp Thing. Has that happened? I have to, yeah, I have to defer to you. He, okay. He's been, he's been to space before. Yeah. I know he's been to space, but like, I don't know. Has he ever defended the world from alien sp- spores? Spores? It happens spores. pretty early in Alan Moore's run, doesn't it? No. It's Blind like spot for me. Towards I can't the, say. the back end, like volumes five, six. No, I'm sure there's an, an uh, there's at least an alien that shows up in the first volume, maybe second. Are you thinking of Pog? No, I'm thinking of aliens. They got Swamp Thing Pogs? I could match my elf one. There's a pogo there's a pogo thing with aliens, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't care, honestly. <laughs> like I, I really don't. Like all all respect to all creators. This is a good book, but you know, we need more heat here for sure. Right now it's all theoretical yeah. and that's not getting it done for me. I need something concrete. It feels like all set up. Yeah. for an unknown future yeah where i feel like where season one was like oh we know we have one season let's tell a story and towards yeah. the end it was like well we're probably getting season two we can probably seed some things pun intended um whereas season two it's just like here we're gonna seed all the things now but where's the actual story to what end in, is in there a season there, three like who knows are we doing yeah. more because if we're doing more, like i if you told me if you took away the 13 of 16 right and you said to me, this is an ongoing with an undetermined amount of issues coming, then I don't care as much. feel different. You, you know, like, it's like, okay, hey, not every issue is going to knock me out of the park. And there's something that's going to come of this for sure. Even if it's 10 issues down the road, I don't care. I trust this creative team. But if it's ending at 16, I got a big problem with that. Like, do I like the fact that Hal Jordan is, is randomly here? Yeah, sure. Uh Trinity, that was good stuff. Like that part of the book was pretty cool. She she unintentionally killed a guy because she's got radiation. There's a and- lesson. Don't simp. That's the lesson. <laughs> no simping allowed. 
you get radiation poisoning from it. So, uh, 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 Jacob, uh, Levi's brother, like being the new avatar, whatever's going on with that, all down. Like, none of nothing here is bad, right? And we're never going to get on this podcast and say, wow, that issue sucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to happen. These creators are too talented. But to sit to say, like, hey, it's been a slow burn since season two started, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been magic to me in the same way that it was season one. And that's fine. It could still land on its feet and be every bit as good ultimately. But right now, I need more fire. That's where I'm at. I would say, yes, pull it. It still looks great. Art's great. You know, everything is, you know, like everything's really good. But uh, story-wise, I'm just not, I'm not on board as much as I want to be. I'm going to say pass, honestly. I would say Ooh. this is a trade for me. Um, like I, I like reading it week to week or month to month because we're, we're doing that because that's what we're doing. But as somebody who's doing that, if I can recommend that to somebody who doesn't have a podcast, I'd, I'd trade with it. Fair enough. Fair, man. <sighs> this is one of those situations where it's the character and I'm going to buy it because I'm a simp for Swamp Thing. Okay. I'll, I'll that allow that simpage. So I'm pay- I mean, this is a, a pull for me only because of that at this point. I probably wouldn't be reading this if we weren't doing it on the show. So it's a trade wave for me. And I don't mean that in that it's bad. In that, like, I, Ron V and, and Mike Perkins have, have proven themselves. I want I want it. Um, the uh, So it's a trade wave for me. Sean, you want to read that, uh, that Twitch yeah. card? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. We have a highlighted comment from one Matt Murphy who says, I'll up my Patreon pledge to stop these. <laughs> All right, fucker. Put okay. your money where your mouth Swamp is. Swamp Thing yeah. hater. Sounds has, has, great. Matt, have you ever enjoyed a Swamp Thing run? Like, as you were reading month to month, I, I you weren't reading comics and Alan Moore's. You probably weren't even fucking alive. That tracks. Yeah. Okay, we're not. Let, let, uh, let's let yeah. let's move on. Yeah, uh, let's, let's get to the... The good stuff. Oh, so, so we got we got Amazing Spider-Man number two by Zeb Wells, art by John Romita Jr. and uh, Scott Hanna on the inks, colors by Marcio Menez. Uh, it's still Spider-Man versus Tombstone. Tombstone's upping his game now. He realizes that stuff's real. Stuff's gotten real. He has to take the caps off. He has to take the caps off his teeth. Let the choppers run free, and get it popping. New York is in danger now. That's um, what he was doing. Oh, okay. I, I had yeah, trouble. Yeah, I didn't getting get it that either. That makes first. a lot of sense now. Yeah, I thought he was broke and he was going to sell his teeth. I was like, man, it's, you don't have an extra stash somewhere. That's what I was worried about. I, I I really enjoyed this issue, guys. I have to say, I did not. I know. I know. I I have uh, uh, the. It must be. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the time I spent away. The Ramita Jr. magic has gone. Well, it was never <laughs> there. In one month? The, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, Norman Osborn's face has like a rubbery quality to it that I went See, back to look and Aunt May's got it too. And I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> it's weird. So, oh, wait, Sean, Sean, which cover do you have of this? Oh, yeah, not not so the, the, not the oh, okay. The, yeah, the, the, I the actual cover you picked it. The the JRJR JR magic 
starts fumbling at the cover dude the if it's you on the stream the, marco if if you look at the uh there it is if you look at the the neck why is his neck bigger than my dude's thigh <laughs> i mean i got two chins that are probably bigger than my thigh but <laughs> i got that jrjr just... body right now <laughs> <laughs> anatomy is off dude got a big old head too <laughs> there was yeah there was something about this uh this issue that just nothing looked as good as the last issue did it's number one you have to up your game for the number one and that and that could be yeah now now the deadlines are coming you know <laughs> <laughs> um, all right uh, <laughs> hold on we've got a new one. Oh, oh uh highlighted comment from Matt Murphy again, uh, Marco. It's called being a twink. All right. Really change that. I gotta change that. That that. The that price. That. I gotta. I gotta make that a little, little more expensive. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Go ahead. For me, um, I will say that John Romita Jr.'s art. I can't say it's good, but it is charming to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Nope. Like I still have fun with it. Like even when when Norman's grandsons show up, and they got the biggest ass heads. Damn, they're so existence. weird sizes. Yo, they had big head mode on, like it was NBA Street Volume Two. Like it was bad. It was real bad. But uh, I still liked it. I still like the art. I think the story. My my issue here is story. Like, the amount of times where it's, like, you get the editor's note that's, like, oh, when did that happen? Wink, wink. You know? Like, yeah. I'm, it, it stopped being cute after the first issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like being kept in the dark. The stuff that is actually in the present day with Tombstone and stuff, I'm enjoying that. I like that. The allusions to, like, why are Norman and Peter on such good terms right now, you know? Um, yeah, I want answers there. And I'm also like, I feel like I'm used to Amazing Spider-Man being like a weekly book that <laughs> this is almost going too slow for me, if that makes sense. It, it, all that is also weird, too, because those are the only illusions we got to the six months previous, right? The, the editor's notes and the Osborne interaction. Uh, and then I guess the first page of issue one. Well. Yeah, yeah, the stuff yeah. from the previous issue for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this one, it's like if you picked this up and read it, you wouldn't even know. No. Yep. Um. So as the, I, I guess the sole person on the podcast who you know really got a kick out of this one. No, I uh, it. it. It feels like you know, like low to the ground, old school Spider Man stuff. Like I really love some of the like gang warfare stuff that would happen in you know spider-man comics from 30 well not 30 40 years ago 50 years ago um i thought a lot of that was really fun and i enjoyed tombstone's inclusion it feels old school to me and they have a really good fight here i thought like i i got a kick out of the fight between spider-man and tombstone and tombstone's strategy it it takes me right back like this dude doesn't need to breathe so he can fight you in any environment and you can't and i've always thought that that was so cool because that's his only like because spider-man fights people who are stronger than him all the time 
But this is a, a wrinkle for this character that makes him a different kind of villain. And I think Zeb Wells uses that really well. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's why he chooses to submerge them both in water, because he can, he can do whatever he needs to do to Spider-Man, and Spider-Man can't deal with it. I, I, my reading comprehension must have been shit this issue. I thought they were just in the back of a truck with hydraulics yeah. and clothes on them. I, I thought that I was, isn't there's water, isn't there water coming no, up, coming the, in? The walls are closing in. Oh, the yeah, walls are closing in. Well, even was. still, okay, yeah. he, he doesn't need to breathe. Spider-Man yeah, I guess does. If it's hydraulic, yeah. Yeah. Man, well, Crime Master just got catching strays here then. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think the idea is that Spider-Man is getting crushed. Crushed, yeah. Tombstone is on the outside of it. And eventually Spider-Man's leverage disappears. And that's how Tombstone gets him. Yeah, he's too, he gets too close and starts to just yeah, close, close quarters him. at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, it's a really cool fight. I love Tombstone's physicality. Um, I'll, sh- well, yeah, I'll show these pages off. Uh, they're they're the pages mm-hmm. from the fight where Spider-Man's kind of like losing consciousness and getting literally crushed by Tombstone as he just squeezes him. That one where his hands start to kind of come yeah. in. That's a yeah. visceral. Uh, yeah panel the, the super, panel work there is cool. great too to portray that like claustrophobic thing it's like oh, bigger panels they get smaller and then the black bars on the sides are coming in and the, it's, yeah it's a nice play with that yeah um i'm just i'm just feeling this book like everything that you guys said is correct and i think you know john Romita jr at this point is who he is and like there's just you know it's just it, it is what it is um, but, uh, I think that, you know, it's colored really well. Um, I'm enjoying getting a deeper dive into the tombstone character. That's mm-hmm. been fun. I'm hooked. I don't know that I'm always going to feel that way, but I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a change of pace that I haven't felt for Spider-Man in a while. So I'm interested. I'm still going to keep yeah. reading it. Like, like I'm, I'm in for it. Uh, I don't know if I can say hooked just yet, but I'm definitely intrigued enough to want to keep keep going ahead with that. I think it'll have to do quite a bit to get me hooked still. Um, hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm still in. I've got one foot out the door. My feet been out the door. I'm at the point <laughs> where I don't even really care what happened in the intervening six months. It's not even an intriguing mystery to me. Like, I'm very really, yeah. into the now. I don't think it's an intriguing mystery either, I, but I, I'm just annoyed that I don't know. Like, do I want to know? Yeah. Yes. Is it because the story makes me want to know? No. No. Because no, I felt like I'm. I, I feel like something special withheld from me. Especially with the end of Beyond being what it was, like that's that was way more interesting than whatever this is gonna be. And it's, it's also what the uh, free comic book day issue for Spider Man and uh, the Venom was about. Um, I guess, do you guys know what happens to that? Can I spoil that? No, no. Um, Chasm shows up, Ben Riley, and this is by JR, JR, um, and it's Madeline Pryor and him teaming up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. So it's like evil clones it's teaming clone up together. Zone. Yeah. Clone zone, I like it. The Dark Web is the uh, incoming Spider-Man, of Spider-Man Venom crossover event. It's going to feature those two teaming up. So mm-hmm. um, weird because Paul, Venom's in a really weird place right now. Um, I would say Paul as well. 
Not this cover, though. Definitely not this I'm, cover. Hmm. I'm gonna say pass. Let's go pass. All right. Uh, so up next we have Devil's Reign Omega. Um, so obviously Devil's Reign is over, I guess, with this issue. Um, gotta love it when you know, hey, it's not ending an issue eight, right. it's ending in a random Omega issue that comes out like a month or two later. We couldn't get five more pages in the main book to right. wrap this up. <laughs> so there's three stories here. Uh, the first one is Fall and Rise by uh, Chips Darsky, with art by Rafael De La Torre and Federico Blee on colors. Uh, lettered by Clayton Cowles. I think um, the first two are lettered by him. It might all be, frankly. Uh, Mayor for Hire is the second story by Rodney Barnes with art by Guillermo Sana and colors by uh, Dijo Lima. And then the last story is Cleaning House by Jim Zub with art by uh, Luciano Vecchio, uh, colors by Carlos Lopez um, and Java Tartaglia. Letters by Joe Sabino. So let's start with the first story. Uh, this is... You know the the heroes of of, uh, of New York and whoever else attending the funeral of Matt Murdock. Um, this is the longest story, and it kind of you know wraps up the leftovers from Devil's Reign as it pertains directly to those you know most immediate characters to the story. Um, you know, I I enjoyed it. Uh, there's there's a big secret in New York. You know, they think Matt Murdock died, but it was actually his brother. Um, really smart storytelling on the part of Chip Zdarsky. Putting Daredevil in a weird position, and it's like Shadowland adjacent. They even reference that here. Um, in the sense that he's kind of on the outs with some of his best buds. You know, the, the, the defenders, the, the Bendis defenders aren't kind of they're not fond of of what matt's doing right now um and he's kind of blindly going after the hand it's weird that they um it's weird that they kind of don't care too much to go for the hand right now um you would think they're an ever-present threat i'm not sure why that bothers them i wasn't reading it as them not being approving of it i think they were just more worried about matt in his mental state. Cause even like Luke Cage is like, you know what? You're kind of right. Maybe we should expand our reach. You know, I can do that now as mayor. Um, but just be careful. I was reading it as like, uh, a little worried about you, but yeah, the hands kind of fucked up. Get rid, of, get rid of them. That's how I was reading it. Well, iron fist literally says, Oh, for the hand, seriously, what are you even doing, man? Is it ninja time again? Yeah. Yeah, I mean like that is like why why bother? What what are you what are you doing with your time and effort here? Yeah, Danny Rand can't talk. I'm sorry. The guy ain't even Iron Fist anymore. Like, yeah, he's just a dude now, right? <laughs> he's just he still uh, has well, powers. Does he have oh. the powers? I don't think he does. He just has the skill. I don't think he yeah, has the powers. Yeah, he can just anymore. fight. Yeah, yeah. Like the fist is gone. I I mean, I don't think he's just a dude still though. <laughs> He's just a ninja dude. He's doing ninja stuff. So who, what is he to speak? All right. Yeah, so, I mean, um, I, it's an intriguing angle at any rate. Uh, and then it looks like uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are going to be adding a uh, an adopted child into the mix. Like looks that. Like 
they're going to adopt one of Purple Man's, uh, the, the only one of Purple Man's children who still has powers mm. into the fold. I, that, that's really. a, that seems like a cool premise. I don't know how yeah. they're going to continue that or how present they've been in the Daredevil book, but it's a, it would be for a cool story to like raise him as the son of a villain and one that is probably, you know, so close to uh, Jessica Jones. It, it makes for a good tension and an, uh, definitely an interesting dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that for sure. And this is where like them having their own series would make a lot of sense. Yeah. The fact that Marvel has still yet to announce a Luke Cage book or a Luke and Jessica book is I I don't get it at all. This book is a Luke Cage book. Daredevils plural show up for like three panels and the cover. Like they're they're very barely like there this is a eighty percent Luke Cage book. It feels no like a, yeah for yeah. a book that doesn't exist yet. It, it feels like a, a a prequel to a Luke Cage ongoing that has not been announced. We will probably not see um, if Man on Fire or City on Fire or whatever it was before um, is you know that never happened. So all three stories are Luke Cage stories. Yeah, this, it's it's this confusing movie. this book to me honestly. Yeah, I, I don't understand. He's the main character of New York City right now. For Marvel, and he doesn't have a comic book. Like, he's not even what on the, cover. the fuck is going on? Not being on the cover, I under, I get it. I, you know, I get, I can understand that. But like, why doesn't he have a main title? Yeah, it's mind-boggling. Yet, uh, you know, variants coming out with Jessica Jones, but that seems to be completely separate from all of this. You know, um, it's weird because they, yeah. they they've literally set him up on in probably his most high-profile position in the marvel universe since ever new avengers even i would say even more than more than new avengers yeah um it's a really interesting premise too like the mayor of new york city is a superhero is a black superhero yeah yeah but where are we gonna see that i don't know a formerly a formerly incarcerated person you know is is the mayor of new york well kingpin's formerly incarcerated too but he stole the election so we, we might see it in the background of Thunderbolts led by White Archer. <laughs> That's the impression that I got. Yeah. And I'm not here for that. I'm, I'm really not. Luke Cage needs his own book. Marvel needs to yep. step up and, and, and give it out. And I think you get, look, I would love it if Chip Zdarsky wrote that damn book. I don't care if he's white. He's got the hot hand. He's running New York as far as like telling stories in, you know, with the, the street level stuff. Mm-hmm. Chip Zdarsky is a name that will bring people to the book. That's all you have to do. If you if you put if you put the the Luke Cage book in the hands of a writer, I don't care what skin color they are, who people are not buying comic books to see, it's not going to sell and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you let a writer who people are paying to read the book of do this book, people will buy it. It's ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. People what if Eric Adams wrote it, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Um, Think of how authentic it'll be. If who wrote it, Eric Adams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a. They got the Nornstones in this. You know, that's a magical stone. Eric Adams is on record as saying that the spirit of New York City is because of its being built on top of magic crystals. Right. 
Love that. Amazing. Wait, so what is this thing? I, I was going to ask, what is this sparkly rock? That's the Nornstone. Love. So that, that, kid, that, that dude's coming back to life. Like oh, I figured. Okay, okay. Yeah. Evil. Evil, evil brother now, right? That's just how things go. Wasn't he evil anyway? He was more of a trickster. He was like a, he was like a, <laughs> a, a, a doofus brother, really. Bumbling. So yeah, the, the the first story here is you know it's good stuff and it, it neatly wraps up everything that you know um, Devil's Reign was and it's a clean slate, cleanish I guess yeah. for the next phase of Daredevil comics. Obviously, they're setting up Daredevil versus the Punisher. That should be mm-hmm. an uproariously good time for all. Um, I enjoyed this story. Are you interested in Thunderbolts at all? I mean, because part of this was that Thunderbolts issue sort of story in here with that. Oh, yeah, I was going to move on to the next, uh, the next. Oh, story gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so cleaning house is the next story, um, and this is where Luke kind of you know makes the play for Monica to be the leader of a new Thunderbolts team. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, uh, Luke Cage used to, uh, you know, front the Thunderbolts. Uh, it's been a while, but I mean, that was a long time ago, but uh, I'm glad they referenced that. Yeah. Um, Jim Zub, as a, what was his quote? I wish I knew I remembered his quote. Uh, you've said it multiple times during the episode. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, Jim Zub, of course, digging deep into the roots of the Thunderbolts to try and establish uh, a new team. Monica's not having it. Um, but we know she's going to be on the team, right? Like, I feel like we saw that. Yeah, she's on the cover. So, yeah. So yeah. this is for this is whatever. Um, am I interested, though? Yes. I think that the book is going to be as much about the politics of their role as it is the superheroics of it. And I'm intrigued by that way more so if Monica Rambo's the leader. But I think that we're probably due for like her to clash with uh with uh hawkeye hmm. it it this didn't entice me i'm i had fun with it it was it was a cool moment but um this was i like the pr angle of it that was actually kind of fun and like a little uh wacky i'm not familiar with the thunderbolt so i'm hoping that that is an angle that they actively explore because that would be the part to draw me in it's been done in the past yeah yeah okay that's cool that to me ecstatics dig. you know sort of thing yeah well it's oh. part of their whole thing is uh pretending to be the good guys and getting that publicity right mm. mm-hmm. so yeah um that was a big part of the you know uh norman osborne's tenure mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. the thunderbolts yeah uh, for me it was I, I like the premise a lot. I mean, that, that Luke Cage, Jeff Parker Thunderbolts run is one of my favorites of all time. It's got the most ragtag group of characters in it. Um, and Luke Cage is like, is, has a like starring role in that book. But for me, this art was too cute. Um, yep. Little, I, yeah. I don't dislike the art. I just don't know if it fits the story. Um, like, it, it's, it's the same art I would, I would see in, like, I don't know, a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur book. Um, in fact, yeah. I think they've worked on that book before, um, but it just felt a little weird for a book about the politics of being a superhero and, and race. And uh, it, yeah, it was just a little strange for me. It, it was mismatched. 
in my opinion. Yeah, I was gonna say I think this I would enjoy this art um a lot in another context. Champions for sure. Sure. Yeah, something like that. Um and it's a good it's good art. I really enjoy like when Luke is getting shot at by crossbones and the, the pings and some of the mm-hmm. sound effects there as as the bullets just bounce off his body, which will never not be a cool visual. Um, and even, you know, when Monica's flying around and, you know, dodging lasers and all that stuff, all really cool. Um, so you can rest assured that Thunderbolts will be a good looking book, um, whether or not it will, you know, translate into me enjoying the comic. That's a different matter. You asked me if I'm excited about it, Tyler, or if I'm intrigued by it. Uh, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. It's, it's an issue one by for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the the last story uh, was pretty much just like a a news a newsy recap of like you know Luke and what's been going on and stuff like that um, and just kind of seeing him you know accepting his new role giving a speech blah 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 uh, it's fine yeah the art was a little rough in this one um, I didn't love it yeah yeah definitely some weird faces some weird body shapes and sizes. Um, it, it would be a cool style, but I think there needs to be some tightening of the, like the work, the line work and stuff. Yeah. Rodney Barnes is a name we've been seeing a little bit more, which I'm glad for. Um, but, uh, this just wasn't a great showcase. I don't think, you know, it's, it's fine. It's a, it's, it feels like a tack on and I'm never too mad about those. Like, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, overall, I would say pull if you if you you know pulled Devil's Reign and you're curious about even if you didn't if you're curious about where the city hero the city side of Marvel's going, um, this is the best you know book for that to give us that direction. Uh, but it's a shame that not all of the stuff that's situated here will be immediately followed followed up in a book that we know about right now. I'm specifically referring to the Luke Jessica Eng. I would say for um, me it's uh go for it. I was gonna say for me it's it's a pass. This feels like free comic book day Daredevil. Yeah. Um I almost want to say like separate it from Devil's Reign, Devil's Reign issue six, that ends it. Great event. Probably one of the best events in recent memory from Marvel. Um cut it off there. This just feels so disjointed from it. Um it feels almost mandated to come out. And even like the like the cover, it's not even a shadow cover, like Yeah. It just feels like, uh, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't my bag, which is a shame too, because I, I like the pieces and it just the actual uh, combination of everything. Yeah, it was that for me. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, pass just because I felt like the story's been wrapped already. This is True. these these are teases that I think could very well have been in the first issue of whatever the next series is going to be, and that's fine. You know, I, I didn't. I, if I'm not missing anything by reading by not reading this, and I don't think that anybody who doesn't pick it up will either. I'm sure you can go straight into the number one of each respective book, and you'll be able to pick up what's going on here. Uh, before we move on, we do have a highlighted comment. Uh, one Matt Murphy says, uh, "You thought you could stop me with the amount? I made it 15 <laughs> times more expensive." <laughs> 
he but Matt Matt is a loyalist. He's been around yeah, since so, yeah. literally day one. So he's will you will there's no amount you could set it to that he won't I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure I can like make it a hundred thousand and that'll stop him. But <laughs> uh do you think Jessica Jones and Luke Cage overshadow each other in their own respective books? And that's why they don't sell. I feel like if they're willing, not that I'm equating these two relationships, but if they're willing to make like a Gambit and Rogue book, for example. That's exactly what I was going to mention. Right. Mm-hmm. Why can't there be a Luke and Jessica book? They have, they don't, they don't always have the exact same problems. They've got different things going on, but they're parents together. You know, that would be a very interesting thing to follow, protecting their children. Luke is the mayor. Jessica Jones, hopefully being a private investigator, you know, got to pay the bills. Um, there's, it's ripe with story. That's like that anyone could see. So they don't need separate books. This Jessica Jones variant crap. Like, sorry, not crap. Like, it's cool. I'm into it. I'm going to buy it. Gail Simone's great. But to me, that's a way secondary idea from the idea that's like in your face with Jessica Jones. And even like the new Avenger stuff, when they both showed up together, it was great. Like they worked Brilliant. together as, in storyline. And it's crazy that we've not had a book that was them two as the starring characters. Yeah. Even like Power Man and Iron Fist, fantastic book. Um, yeah. She was in it in the background as a side character, but like not a title character. It's, it's just mind boggling. It's unfortunate. It's weird too, because I, I also feel like they're two characters that, you know, in their in their at least seminal runs to a certain degree are also very um, gritty to a certain extent. You know, obviously Jessica Jones has Alias, you know, and that was pretty uh, in you know in your face and noiry and and even the Luke Cage uh, Heroes for Hire stuff, you know, with uh, with Iron Fist. Um, you know, that was Kung Fu shenanigans. You know, there's not, it's not like there's not meat on the bone. Yeah, I I completely agree. There's more than enough to serve a, 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 at least a mini. They're hot on minis. Like, come on. Mm. Um, it's worth pointing out. Go ahead. I was going to say, they could do a season. The, the, the mystery of what a season is in comics. Right. Uh, it's worth pointing out that uh, Thunderbolts will have a different artist. Uh, Sean Isaacs mm. is doing the art there. So um, we, we, we will have very, yeah. very clean artist. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's speak about Legion of X. So this is, you know, a spiritual follow up, I would say, to, you know, Way of X and some of that stuff, excuse me. Um, Cy Spurrier uh, is the writer here. John or Jan Basaldua did the art. Federico Blee on colors. Clayton Cowles did the letters. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Look, I these, these Kieran Gillen uh, books, they're, uh, I'm sorry, Cy Spurrier books, they're not for me. They're wacky. I, this, is my, I this is my pick of the week. No, <laughs> my pick of the week was yeah. uh, uh, Devil's Ring. I I I just can't. I fucking think this was my pick of the week just because nothing else. And like, <laughs> yeah, it had a cool eyeball. Yeah, I, <laughs> I yeah, like vi- 
visually the book was cool there was stuff i think the colors were great um some of the like character designs like you mentioned the eyeball and stuff um nightcrawler's got a, a mustache now but um i just can't do this like there's yeah. so <laughs> not again please not again there's so much words and none of them matter yeah. and like there's 50 storylines going on and none of them matter and i just i'm really struggling with what the point is of following nightcrawler's adventures in krakoa ever like i i just i don't care and I get that Nightcrawler is a fan favorite. I love Nightcrawler, but this is not the way. Mm-hmm. Good pun. I, the way I'm almost on the exact opposite of you. I'm glad. I had really a lot glad. of fun with this. I thought this was a. Uh, this feels like the weird book. It's like the the, the black sheep of the X Men line, um, which is usually the, the the book of the book that I like when it comes to a line. Um, it is strangely Nightcrawler being the uh, chief of the X Men police, um, which they they try to, they try to give you that premise by calling them police, but then walking back well, like, well, we're not really police, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, all right, uh, you know, you want to do the procedural crime drama or or dramedy in this. Um, <laughs> without uh, the political uh, tension of what you're doing. Um, but uh, I did enjoy it. I, I like I like the idea of like these different teams. Like it was Pixie and um, Pixie and was it Doctor Nemesis and and uh, Lost. Pixie and Lost were together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Juggernaut's on here for some reason, and he's not That's... even a mutant, which uh, I'm fine wow. with. Uh, there was apparently a vote on it or whatever. I mean, yeah, that kind of breaks the rules of Krakoa, but whatever. I like Juggernaut. So um, yeah. and that uh, his partner. Uh, What's the guy? Forget me not. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget um, me not. Yeah, yeah. That that <laughs> bit that came out throughout the whole book is what I liked. I thought that was so stupid. I thought it was hilarious because that's like awesome. a a um, Gillen era. I think. Um, what was the island called, Sean? During Gillen's era. Oh geez, uh, I Utopia, Utopia. Yeah, yeah, Utopia. yeah. He, he kind of popped up there. It's this guy whose power is that people don't notice him, and he, they always forget who he is. And like that, as a guy who investigates things, and his partner is the Juggernaut. It's stupid, and I like it. Um, the things I like least about this are the Legion stuff, even though it's Legion of Ten, Legion of X. Um, I think Legion gets a little too big for his britches whenever it's in a, he's in a story. What it, Legion? I know, I know. Although. That FX show, that's a sleeper hit. That show it was, was so good. amazing. It was yeah. so good, dude. Um, but having him, it's just like, uh, it gets a little too out there when they get into like the astral mindscape plane that they can't the really explain properly. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, Matt says, uh, Tyler, elaborate on why you enjoy overwritten X-Men but not Spawn. Bring back Spawn reviews. Oh, what the fuck? Um I don't have an answer for that. I don't. <laughs> not a good one. Not, not when he can these stand characters. by. I can at least differentiate the character designs. There we go. Fucking okay, how? Uh, he's not the artist. <laughs> Fair point. I'm, I'm somewhere in between Tyler and Sean. I'm, I didn't love this. I'm interested by the, the different characters and the different concepts. This, um, 
what is it? What was her name? Zen? Zen? The the artist lady with the, the, the weaponless? Uh, yeah. It was cool. Like, like there's seemingly going to be some sort of relationship between her and uh, Nightcrawler. I think Legion, I like him as a character. And he, the way he sits at the altar of the altar, I guess, is interesting because of where it exists in this sort of metaphysical space inside of his mind, which is an interesting concept. But I don't think that Sai knows what he wants to do with these things yet. And so he's he has set them up. And that's why he, he goes back on like, oh, are you guys police? Well, actually, no, not really. It's like, well, are you guys like working on the laws of Krakoa? Well, actually, we've added these like addendums to it. Are you guys doing... It feels like he's not stepping fully into what he's saying he wants to in these things and giving himself room to kind of just uh, deviate from the the otherwise uh, tenants that were established by Hickman here. And he's kind of like trying to wiggle his way out of that to do his own thing. And I think it could work, but I don't know that he has it as tight as it can be for us to really follow along on some of these concepts, like the whole God battle on, on Arako. I didn't get what the whole purpose of that was for, uh, why the trial by combat may is there. The great ring of Arako, that data page just didn't make sense. Um, but then there were generally good moments where, uh, they're talking to spike and, uh, they're traveling through the different, um, the different gates and uh, that stuff's interesting. But I don't know that it's all cohesive quite yet. I'm also not sure that I need multiple books dealing with what's happening on Arako. Like X-Men Red is doing a great job with that. This is just feels like extra. Hmm. I feel like it's just the feel- arc, though. Oh, sorry, Cal. Go ahead. I feel like any one thing in this book in particular would be an interesting story yeah yeah like that that you know god thing if you follow nightcrawler in that direction that was cool the fucking skinwalker okay great that sounds rad whatever legion's got going on fine Mm, i liked his thing with xavier that that had some real poignant stuff i like i i sort of enjoyed that less but i enjoyed it but none of it breathes mm-hmm. and all of it feels suffocated by words i guess well by everything else it suffocates yeah. itself i f- yeah i feel like if you cut the worriness out um you might even have more room for these stories to breathe but quite frankly i just don't think that they need they all need to be here um, like there's gotta be some governor on how many things you can just throw at the wall. And I feel like this era of Krakoa is very much that just like, oh, what the hell can we do now? And it's that to me that without like careful thought and planning, I'm not compelled by it. Um, really not at all. Uh, I want to talk about the three laws of Krakoa real quick. Because Sysburyer chooses to amend them, as was pointed out. And I really didn't need that. Like, it's just, like, come on, man. The make more mutants thing, like, internet people have made such a big deal about that. Really? Yeah. And it's just like, 
yo, at some point, you just have to stop getting angry about everything and trying to make everything foolproof. It was obvious that it was never meant, like in the book, it says, we cannot and must not enforce a doctrine of compulsory reproduction. Who the fuck suggested that? <laughs> no one suggested that. You don't Excuse need to me. make that point because the point is made if you use your brain. Excuse me, Nightcrawler, did you have your compulsory fuck today? <laughs> yeah, like, they're not, they're not slaves. Actually, don't sound they're that bad. Being, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I feel like it was dealt with so elegantly in um in uh Teeny Howard, I believe it was Teeny Howard's book, uh Excalibur, um, where they were Gambit and Rogue. They yeah. were used as the example of like, well, they're in a relationship, they are now compelled to reproduce. At least it was on their mind. And they made the decision not to do that. And that was fine. I don't think you need to get into the weeds about like, oh, well, are we going to force people? No, you're not doing that. That was never on the table. This is years later. That rule was made like in, in real life. That rule was made years ago. And you're going to amend it to make a non point. That's the type of shit that I don't want in these comics. Mm. And it's also even in uh, Hickman's X-Men. That issue was it Vulcan? Uh, he invites uh, two. I can't on I the moon, right? Yeah, I couldn't even yeah, fucking yeah, tell you yeah, who they were. Yeah. But it was like Hickman was able to sort of turn that, and it was like horny fun. Right. That's right. Right. You you <laughs> you you made this amendment, and it's like okay, not really fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I was reading it as like an amendment for guide. I mean, it says it's for the legionnaires. It's not for this is not to be distributed across Kokoa. This is just for the quote unquote cops of the story to, I guess, be able to enforce things better if there's more of a framework. But um, what then, the fuck are they enforcing or not enforcing as it relates to that? It's right. a non point. Yeah, I think that first one is definitely a non point. I, I agree. I don't think you need to do it, but I guess maybe just because they. I guess expounded upon the other two that they needed to do the first one. Like the, the, the kill no mutant one, like or kill no man one having addendums that kind of makes sense to me. Um, or because they've been doing it any, since Hickman's run <laughs> or woman or any other, obviously, if it's obvious, why am I wasting my time reading it? Like, come on, you got to give me a break. These, this is a long ass comic book and there's so many words <laughs> that did not need to be there. It's a legion of Help words. me. Help me. Do you think there is an editorial mandate to need to have a data page in every X-Men book? I can um, imagine. I can kind I, of I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't read one that didn't have them, but I think the yeah. writers are, they genuinely have fun with them. I don't know. Some of them seem like this. just like, I, oh, I need to put one of these in. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. I'm not Hickman. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just, it's just so frustrating sometimes. Like I really... Like, I really, really want to enjoy these comic books, guys. And it's just hard sometimes. <laughs> it just is. Well, you literally sound like me when I read Spawn. <laughs> I think I've said those exact words before. But at least, at least with Spawn, like, the worst issues, you generally get in and get out. Like, sure. you know, if you, if you don't like it, and there's great art. Like, the art, to me, I think the art's pretty good most of the time. 
you don't get bombarded with all these damn words in every <laughs> single issue. And I love like I love words. Wordy comics are, are perfectly fine. But I think a part of mastery in writing comic books, especially is understanding how to tell what you need to say and not belaboring it with words. If they don't mean anything, they don't matter. Don't use them. It's funny because I would say Cy Spurrier's run on Hellblazer is one of my favorite comics of the past five years. Incredible. Um, and it was wordy too, but it, everything had a reason for it. And right. I wonder if because of the bloated cast that we have in this book, that's the part that's messing well, things also, up for him. I also think that Constantine is the type of character who sure. uh, wants to be more clever than he is. Sure. And that's the way this writing feels to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's trying to be extra heady about situations, but the context of the content isn't actually like won't let you be that kind of heady. Yeah. Or even or even this simple exchange between Nightcrawler and Storm. Your Majesty, I genuflect. I humble myself. I lick the very dirt at your feet. And and then Storm interrupts him and says, Get up, idiot. Or I'll shove a royal thunderbolt up your indigo ass. Does that read like Storm to anybody? He's blue. <laughs> what indigo is a shade of blue? Uh, no, that Purple. didn't read like Storm either. I thought their their whole interaction together it felt right in the sense that they should be very familiar with each other, mm -hmm, regardless yeah. of whatever their political state is. Definitely um, banter. But Storm did feel a little a little too mean. You know what I mean? I never. Uh, Storm was always a regal person to me. Um, yeah, I don't, girl, I don't even like, think girl boss. Now that she's like the uh, the the region of of Araco, which is not how she's being written in X Men yep. Red. Which is why I would rather you leave that book to do what it is doing because what it's doing is working. Don't tarnish it by adding. Like even if it tarnish. That's a hard word. Even if it was being used the same way, right? It still hurts what's happening in X-Men Red because there's a very specific agenda over there that they're probably not communicating all that much about. There are things happening here that feel like they impact very greatly what happens in X-Men Red. Uh, and are we going to see those referenced? I don't know. There's no promise of that. True. So anyway... Um, to me, pass. Like even with Juggernaut, yeah. wow, dude, that frustrated me too. I don't get that at all. I think Juggernaut's great. What the hell is he doing in this comic book? It made sense when they offered, uh, uh, you know, a make good to Apocalypse, and that was shocking as hell. But he's a mutant. That was the idea. If you're a mutant, you get a pass. It's different. Hmm. Juggernaut is not a mutant. Why would this ever happen? He's Xavier's brother, but even Xavier didn't want him. Like, yeah, <laughs> like if you had told me, like, oh, it's because it's Xavier's pet project, you know, nepotism. Of course, that makes sense in a in a, in a world. Nepotism makes things run. So, but but that know. even applies to Legion because there's this tension between him and uh, his uh, old papa, old papa Xavier. There, like, yeah. he doesn't Charles want him. There, family, so. man. He yeah, right. Family, not. dude. He he does not like going. To Olive Garden. No, well, not at all. So yeah, for me, it's it's a pass. Uh, what about you guys? Book of the week. 
<laughs> all the shit I talked. Book oh of the my week. god! All it's of a, it's book sorry, of the week. I, I, I warped the combo. I, I did. I would say pull this either way. I had fun with it. I'd pull it for Sai. My boy. Did I say this was my book of the week too? You did. Not, a, not enthusiastically, you did, I, but you did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta pick better books. <laughs> Try. This week was a bit uh, of a, a, a dearth of things from when I was looking, but next week is even more so. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, did we or did we not like it? Marco, I was I tagged you last week yeah. to read Lazarus. So I said, you know, if you can get through two issues, that's good enough. Uh, what'd you do and what'd you think? I uh, read two issues. One forever, Carlisle, uh, interested me very, very much. I... Um, this actually felt mean? like um uh it felt like berserk berserker in in the sense that like it's an uh it's a forever existing thing uh, i haven't gotten like too much into the history of it but the fact that she can resurrect and is presumably indestructible um is is interesting and you know they, they're focusing on her mental state more so than her physical state because there's a potential for it feels like there's a potential for her to be unleashed somehow um yeah i mean it the the book brings you in and hooks you i think tyler you might have mentioned that this is like kind of a, a page turner you find yourself going from one issue to the next issue i find myself like scroll going just going through the pages i'm like oh shit that was an issue whoa okay jump to the next one it was paced really really well the art's tight uh, I had fun with it. I'm I'm definitely going to finish the uh, the first volume here. It's, it's nice. My second favorite Rucka book. So After behind her. Gotham Central. Uh, no, behind um, Rucka and um, uh, JH Williams on Detective Comics. Oh God, dude! That Batwoman Rucka. run is one of my favorite runs of all time. Batwoman, uh, Gotham Central. Black Magic, which I think is amazing. That's uh, a blind spot for me. Yeah. You got to read it. Maybe we'll do a book club. Uh, Wonder Woman. I thought that was phenomenal. And um, and then Lazarus. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Marco. It gets, it gets deep in on every single thing yeah. that you talked about and every single thing that's introduced in the first and second issues. Um, it really dives in. And it's fascinating. The fact that there's no, I think Tyler mentioned this last week, maybe the fact that there's no like television show or movie uh, based wild. on this yeah. is wild because this could be the next like HBO, like big series. If it, you know, if they had legs behind it, even like the, the whole idea of like the long time, hasn't it? Yeah. I, I think it, it was optioned bend years is, ago. Bend is hell. <laughs> but like, I feel like it has like the whole family dynamic that you got in game of Thrones that people loved. You know, warring families. It's all throughout this. Yep. So, yeah, the, crazy. The way they dig into, like, her mentality is really interesting. It feels like um, if, if they're going to keep digging into it, I can only imagine they're going to dig into, like, the trauma of the shit that they put her through. And, Everything. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, honestly, the, that that sounds like a hook, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, it's quite good. Uh, who'd you tag? Uh, so I decided to uh, tag Tyler. Um, oh, not like I'm busy. <laughs> oh, you know what? Mm, if it's like if it's a quick thing, I can do it. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. 
You have to face the mic when you. He's, he's, he's still figuring out what his pick is. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I, I have it. I have it on my bookshelf. Have you read Cave Carson? Oh, the uh, Gerard Way. The uh, Gerard Way and uh, what's his face? And, Michael uh, I've read the first issue. I never finished it. Mm, okay. Uh, jump oh, back no, in. I read, I, no, I read it. I, I read like at least three issues from what I remember. Damn it. You, you're telling me you don't think I would have read a Gerard Way book? I don't know. You like Gerard Way, bro. You like look at Tyler, and you don't think he me. likes Gerard Way. You don't way. think this guy was big into MCR way back when? I've been listening to MCR, MCR all week, crying. Even, you know, so like, even if, you, even if you take it from another angle, you think a book called Cave Carson has a cybernetic eyes and to catch Tyler Olson's <laughs> radar? That's why I thought I'm like, oh, he's probably gonna like this. Marco, how many issues is it? Uh, it's six, but if you've read it. I, I've read it, and I did it on I did it on Longbox from what I remember too. Damn it! It's not, I mean, I can I can redo it, unless you want to give it to someone else. But Sean's not gonna like this art. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Sean would. You ever no. read Power, Sean? Actually, wait, yeah. Mm, I read uh, I read a few issues of Powers. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it's it. The same, I thought it was the same really artist. Good. Yeah. Mm, mm, you know oh, what? All right, all right, fine. Because uh, Kale's read this, Sean, you can. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. All right. Cave, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Two issues. Sean's you know, an MCR guy. It's I am. It's funny because I actually deliberately avoided this comic book because I just could not stand the name. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I want nothing oh, to do man. with this shit. So uh, you've now given me a reason to read it. I will do that and I'll report back next week with my thoughts. Thank you. Okay. House cool. pulls. Well, next week we got some other things. I um wanted to pull Super Freaks number one. I don't know if uh, if the link went in the chat is still there, um, <laughs> but uh, Super Freaks number one is uh, it looks like it's it's a giant oversized issue where the um, Savage Fincast podcast people that do a podcast about Savage Dragon get to write stories in the savage dragon universe actually no published way. by image yeah nuts um, which is really really freaking wild and great for those guys that's like that's a really cool like that's like if we got to write an x-men book all of a oh, sudden God, you know dude, or like kale got to write a sandman uh uh the sandman book or something you know like it'd be it's fucking cool it's it's just cool to see um and also it it looks like dumb fun and i'm uh, ready for some dumb fun um, I also picked The Closet, number one, a Tinian, number one, from Image Comics. Look at that. That's right. I wonder yeah, if Image has right. been listening to us shitting on them all year. <laughs> like, oh, we need to get the big guns again. Well, it's uh, because Marco, we only review Spawn one. and Radiant Black. <laughs> yeah. Like, give That's me guys where all their sales are from. <laughs> and Walking Dead. They're making yeah, money yeah. off Walking Dead reprints. Yeah. Oh, that Clementine book though looks very good. Oh. Um, what's your face? Tilly uh, Walden. T- Tilly Walden. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Marco, do you have anything to say about this too? I know you pulled it as well, or you will. Nah, be. I pulled it because it looks like a horror book, and James Tinian plus horror plus image. Yep. This looks like horror monsters Inc. I have no, I know nothing about this book. I'm just, yeah, it's just conjecture. I, I like, yeah. I, don't I like think going that's blind. What it is. I don't think so either. No. I actually read a description a while ago. He talked about it. Um, it's a story that he's had in his back pocket for years and years and years. He's always wanted to tell. 
Um, and it, you know, based on the name, I'm sure you can imagine that it deals to some degree with his, you know, um, being, you know, a closeted, or I don't know if that's correct to say, but like being, you know, not being forth or not being uh, open about his sexuality, his, his uh, identity as a young person and the effect that that had on him. And I believe that there are horror elements to it. So, okay. uh, um, Kale, you had a uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, Volume One, The Truth. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, jump on this train. Um, Tom Taylor uh, has two characters that he is just absolutely killing in the mainline continuity right now. It's uh, uh, Jonathan Kent and Nightwing, and uh, I am behind on both. Someone said uh, it may have been it may have been in our um, Discord. It may have been on my Twitter. I can't remember which, but someone said that Tom Taylor's Nightwing feels like pre fifty two Nightwing stories just being continued. And man, that's my sweet Ooh, spot. So yeah. I'm excited to get into um, Tom Taylor stuff. It's just fun, dude. It's real yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I can recommend this. I've been reading this pretty much every time it comes out. Um, the, Tom Taylor on this and Nightwing simultaneously feels like he was writing Batman and Superman if they actually went to therapy, which is great. Yeah. Um, they talk through so. their problems. They're just good yeah, people now. exactly. And they're just good people, yeah. <laughs> they had good role models, you know. Not that <laughs> Superman didn't, but, you know. I mean, I definitely recommend it. It's, it's super fun. Uh, and you also had uh, The Nice House on the Lake, uh, book nine. Look, I don't need to belabor this fucking sick-ass book. I'm still on the train. You don't know what's happening. That's on you. It's issue nine. Go read <laughs> issue one, idiot. Pen- penultimate issue, right? There's only 10 issues? No, it's 12. Is it 12? Okay. I think so, yeah. yeah. I was going cool. off the icons on the cover. There's only one more left, but... Uh, Real good cover, too. Yeah. I thought that was Tinian on the cover. It had, it had like Yo, I had that thought, too. <laughs> 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 oh, we have a Hitchcock moment going on. All right. This is how Tinian spends his weekends, just sitting in blood. This it's probably great for your skin. About. You gotta let your feet soak. <laughs> <laughs> I've been way too much feet talk since that game. I gotta... Mm-mm, mm-mm. Tinian putting his big steppers in that pool of blood. <laughs> uh, Strong J, number three, by uh, uh, pick from Marco. Um, are, have oh, you read this? Good cover. Too? Peach Momoko, come on. Yes, good stuff. I'm actually behind on this book. Um, okay. uh, but it's only been, what, two issues? So I, yeah, I, I read the first. Issue, yeah. uh, haven't read the second one, but uh, I've liked... Uh, I, I like following this um, this Sorcerer Supreme. I think there's the, I think there's a lot to do here. Um, I like that Steve is not necessarily here anymore. It makes for just a different kind of character of book. Um, and yeah. yeah, Clay is super interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. And, and the art's been great. That's been out of the park. You think when they came out with this, they had plans for her outside of comic books? <laughs> Who would have known? Oh, what? Who would have Sean, X-Men. X-Men House... X-Men, hold on. X-Men 92. House of 92? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I mean, gosh. Last time... You know, we're not reviewing this ever again. Last time was a disaster. Oh, Thank you. Uh, but I really loved it. I found out that this was only four, I believe, four issues. 
and that the fourth issue <laughs> the fourth issue is a recreation of the inferno cover with you know moira standing and every all the other mutants like on the ground and it's jubilee in the moira position so like i can't wait to see oh, how we yeah. get to that yeah i forgot um, that was the twist of the first issue mm-hmm. and I'm reliving that again, and now I'm mad about it again. <laughs> Fair enough. Sean, you want your uh, your compressed storytelling. Here you go. Yo, absolutely. Bring it on. This is a very fun twist on one of my favorite, you know, stories of the modern era for sure. And uh, I'm really into it. So let's keep it going. Yeah, and those are the, uh, the books we're uh, picking for next week. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, Speaking of next week, if you guys want to join us live for this very show, thank you to Matt for holding it down in the chat. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash the comics pals. Every single Thursday, we go live at 6 p.m. Eastern for this show. If you want to catch the main show live, you can do that by tuning on Saturdays at 10 15 in the morning. No Tyler this week, so uh, it should be a rocking good time. Maybe I'll call in. So if you're a if you're a tech person, we're gonna need you to hang on uh, the first like thirty minutes, and we'll. Uh... You you guys can call me. I'm just gonna be driving, so I'm available. I'm just not available to stream. That's the only thing. So I might have to phone a friend on that one Saturday morning. Tune in and find out. <laughs> first one uh, is the audience. Yep. Patreon.com slash the comics pals. Thank you to everybody who is subscribed, everybody who's thinking about subscribing, everybody who listens in general. We appreciate you guys very much. Uh, Book Club, the next one up is Uncanny Avengers by Rick Remender. So it's like the first two volumes or whatever if you want to read along with us. Should be a great one. I hope so. I always love doing Rick Remender books on the book club. They get me going. Are you like a fan or something? (laughs) Maybe. You like Swamp Thing, right? Uh, Sometimes. I gotta say, I'm more of a fan of the Acuna art. That's uh, gonna be coming my way oh, soon. Come on, no, <laughs> no. This is gonna be a good one. Like I said, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. Sick. I'm moving. <laughs> uh, I've got COVID. Give me. I'm working. Isn't there like a, a a singing show you gotta go watch or something? Uh, you're breaking up. I'm not gonna. He's got he's got Bane-itis. Wow. All right. We'll see you guys on Saturday. <laughs> Until next time, take care, guys. See you next week. Oh, I'm in control of the stream. Okay, okay. Bye, guys.